the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me. Weekly interviews with Dr. Jerome Corsi, who is the author of the new book and many, many books that I highly recommend you get. But his new book is a game changer. It is The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. Dr. Jerome, thank you so much for making time for me. How are you? Uh, Sean, it's a great pleasure. I'm happy to be back with you. Thank you. So I wanted to tell you, I've been thinking about you throughout the week. I've had on more and more scientists who are on our, on our side of finding the truth and exposing the cabal of corruption, the government uh, information when it comes to energy, when it comes to climate change, when it comes to, when it comes to really propaganda in the name of science. And I think that is really what we're exposing. I love the fact that you named your book The Truth. And um, I want to talk a little bit more about Chapter 6, Climate Gate. The reality is this is steeped in scandal. This is a scandal since forever since Al Gore and Tipper were making awkward kisses on stage. This is a an issue where the information we're getting is skewed, frauded, and built upon lies in, in, in the form of their scale. Is that not true? That's right. And by the way, uh, let me know the climate scientists you're interviewing. We'll make sure to get them a copy of the book. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I like that. Yes. So let me know. We'll do, do that. Right now, Chapter 6 goes into this climate gate, and uh, you're right. It's a huge scandal. I mean... Uh, this hockey stick uh, that uh, was a graph that Michael Mann, he was in his 30s, he was basically a assistant research professor in the Department of Geosciences at the University of Massachusetts, and he had this hockey stick graph. Now, hockey stick graph, hockey stick has a long, flat handle, and then at the end where the tip hits the ice, it curves up. So you've got an upward, long, flat, and an upward uh, blade, or the, or the shoot the hockey puck. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so Michael Mann has this graph where he said that going back in Earth's history, going back you know, thousands of years, that the Earth's temperature was relatively normal. It was no big rises in temperature, and it was flat. So that's the, that's the stick, the, the, you know, the handle part of the hockey stick, flat temperature. Then suddenly the Industrial Revolution comes along, we start burning hydrocarbon fuels, and suddenly the temperatures don't flatten out anymore, but they shoot up because the carbon dioxide we're emitting into the air is dramatically greater, and the air suddenly gets warmer more than it has ever been in history. In other words, we are responsible for a unprecedented rise in temperature in the Earth. Now, 
that, that's pretty. If that were true, that's pretty startling. That would be a very important graph. And when he did this in the 90s, he published 1998. I remember being in Congress. All these Congress, we're all talking around talking about the hockey stick. Mm-hmm. All they want to talk about was the hockey stick. And all alarmed that we had to do something because we were going to destroy Earth with burning hydrocarbon fuels. Well, what happened is that Michael Mann created this by essentially erasing some climate history that's very important. There was a medieval warm period, uh, about 1300s, and it was exceptionally warm suddenly in the Middle Ages. And then it was followed by a little ice age, okay, that, and these were temperature periods that went, you know, centuries long, and they were global in extent. And Michael Mann rigged the data so that those are just little tiny blips on his hockey blade. In other words, the he erased the medieval warm period, and he erased the little ice age because it was before the Industrial Revolution. There were no, there was no uh, hydrocarbon fuels being expended of any magnitude, and Michael Mann did not want to admit that uh, we had very warm temperatures and very cold temperatures and it had nothing to do with burning hydrocarbon fuels. But from his standpoint, if I may just interject one minute. Sure, please from do. His, from his standpoint, this was a necessity because he needed to create this hyper-urgency. He needed to um, show that we are at the end and we need to do something right now. But it also explains why all of the predictions since 1998 have been absolutely and completely wrong because those predictions were based upon his hurried his skewed his manipulated scale is that not that does explain why they've been wrong since the 90s and you could argue they've been wrong for 70 years but specifically since the 90s because it's within this hockey stick that he removed the most important data which is the perspective of time and therefore giving you the the assumption that it's our fault and we must do something now that's right. And, and what Michael Mann was trying to say is, look, uh, the burning of hydrocarbon fuels, industrial age, capitalism, development of capitalism, that's what is going to destroy us. We're our, our own worst enemy. We're responsible for the Earth's dying by burning all this hydrocarbon fuel. And that it sets the stage for people today saying, oh, we've got you know, extremely warm summer and look at the temperature in Arizona. Or look at the rainfall in this city and that city. You know, the, this is all because we're burning too much hydrocarbon fuel. They don't take the perspective to realize that even in recent geological time, 1930s, 1940s were a very warm period of time. And uh, you can find articles written in the 1930s about the glaciers melting, just like Al Gore in the 1930s. They were stay, saying the same thing. Yes. Then the Earth got colder, and so they all said, you know, the climate alarmists said we're going to come up with a with a with ice age well today the the climate started warming in the 90s and these are normal fluctuations of the temperature they're not you know dramatic huge trends which take hundreds of thousand years to develop this is not you know a hundred thousand years coming on of an ice age this is a little normal temperature variation but with the hockey stick anything that happens now could be said um, you know, world's going to end. Sky's, chicken Little, sky's going to fall. Yeah, we're all going to die. 
you know, because... But without that urgency, the people would reject the uh, what's been happening over these last 20 years specifically. But what they would reject is the idea that governments have the right to seize power and now forever change the trajectory of the organic nature of, of business, of energy that the countries have already advanced on because they need to fix this data. So if you look at it from the standpoint of how do we get the best results for collectivism, for government control, for panic, it is through this frauded hockey stick. That's right. That's a very good analysis of it, and that's correct. The um, this attempt to make this medieval warm period uh, and the Little Ice Age disappear, uh, you know, it flies in the face of several thousand scientific publications over decades that establish that you know both these temperature um, variations, aberrations, you know during historical time, recent historical time, going back to the 1300s, uh, happened. Mm-hmm. And that they were global. You know, they, there have been studies showing that there were these, the global warming of the, of the medieval warm period and the little ice age global cooling, you can find evidence of it all around the globe. And the pushback when climate scientists said, this is nonsense, well, then the Michael Mann scientists started saying, well, the Little Ice Age was only occurred in a few places. It wasn't global. They tried to dismiss it. But the the coup de grace, the real damaging, the final blow that destroyed Michael Mann was Climategate. East Anglia? The, pardon me? Is, it, is this the East Anglia emails? Yes. In 2009, this, uh, November 2009, this identified, unidentified hacker, an anonymous hacker, started publishing emails and documents on the server from the Climactic Research Unit, CRU, at the University of East Anglia in Norwich, England. Okay, now this, this climate research unit was where a lot of the data was housed for this intergovernmental policy climate change committee of the United Nations, and these scientists were all using that server Michael Mann and his buddies trying to put forward the idea of global warming. Now, these emails had top people, including Mann, admitting they were rigging the data, that they were altering the temperature to make the last 20 years seem like it was a catastrophe, a weather disaster caused by burning hydrocarbon fuels. And Michael Mann and the others knew they were doing this. They called it erasing, you know, hiding the decline in temperature that occurred in the Little Ice Age and hiding the increase in temperature that happened with the middle uh, medieval warming period. They were intentionally trying to rig the data to make the graph come to the conclusions they politically and ideologically hating capitalism uh, wanted it to come to. So this is game over, right? I mean, in the real world. Now, you know, you and I have the benefit of being capitalists. You and I have the benefit of working in the private sector. You spent decades in the private sector. If right. a business is caught with this, everyone is going to jail. The The money going in is immediately removed, and that's the end of the story. Think Enron. But here we are. We're only in politics and government and among the, the, the corrupt and the, and the stupid. 
Could this kind of open and notorious lie exist? And yet this is the weapon that they are beating us over the head with to extort trillions of dollars as we see this new bill that just passed, the one that's going to pony up to it, and the ones in the future. As they continue to promote this giant lie of global warming, man-made global warming, and the idea that they have the recipe to help it, which is actually, ironically, a fraud itself on the CO2 data. Correct? That's correct. And in, you know, in my book, I document the emails they sent. You can read them for yourself. And uh, you know, the, the conclusions of any reasonable person looking at this was that it was shocking that these scientists, supposedly reputable scientists, were willing to rig their data, violate all kinds of of the you know laws and rules of real science, to create false science. And the affair became known as Climate Gate. And uh, basically, a group of American university students. I remember at the time it was quite cute. They published a little YouTube song which was "Hide the Decline." You know, they were mocking yeah. uh, Michael Mann. Uh, whose, his phrase, hide the decline in the temperatures, he actually said we're going to hide the decline uh, of the, you know, the decline to a colder Earth and a little ice age. He said that in the emails, and he admitted what he was doing was fraudulent. I remember uh, this I, explicitly yeah. because this is the information that helped to to forever beat off this this tax of life itself in cap and trade we we won this battle how in the world has this leviathan grown another head and here we are again and it's they're using the same frauded data doc this doesn't make sense to me anymore yeah i mean it's amazing because michael mann publishes he he plays the victim card you know he said that he's being unfairly attacked He's published books which were, you know, showing all these climate catastrophes. He's got one, you know, picture book, you know, the, uh, the hockey stick in climate wars. And he's basically trying to show off all these disasters that are happening because we're burning hydrocarbon fuel. Then Michael Mann plays the the victim card. He, he starts embracing the Green New Deal. He just wrote a 2021 book, The New Climate War. This guy's still writing and, books. Yeah, he's still writing books, and the and the um, Intergovernmental Policy uh, Committee on Climate Change of the UN is still using graphs which claim to say we are in an unprecedented warming period right now, even though this has all been discredited. They ignore the discrediting and act as if they were still right. And you know, and Michael Mann is now 100% aboard with the Marxist agenda, saying that we basically have to. You know, end mark. We have to end capitalism. We have to deal with well. That's always been the objective. racism, and we have to deal with the identity issues of, of gender. And he's talking about George Floyd. He's just on the Kool Aid, one hundred percent of. Well, we have to sabotage America. reality. I mean, isn't this what we're really living with? You have this entire group of fascists, of Marxists, of Nazis, as I call them, the eco Nazis, who are literally telling to people to deny our own reality, our own eyes, and there's some specific science that's unquestionable, but yet, as I learn in your book, because I have an advanced copy, he also twists the tree ring data. How in the world can... Now, this is something that we've known for, I don't know, since we started figuring out exactly what the Earth is and how we can have an idea of how old the redwoods were in California and the rest of it. This is something that's been around for hundreds of years. How can this buffoon, this notable liar on paper, this provable liar, how could this charlatan possibly 
have people uh, ignore tree ring data? Well, he, he took a study of tree rings that was done by a scientist who was uh, looking at high-altitude pines in the Great Basin National Park in Nevada and in the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California. And that scientist was trying to you know, go back and say how much did, how carbon dioxide and other effects affect the trees and growing in these high altitudes. And the research that he came up with uh, you know, supported the, they were trying to make that the case of the, the, the atmospheric carbon dioxide uh, was a, a factor. But what these guys originally said, and the data was twisted, was it was basically a fertilization of trees and helped them grow from at least the mid to late 19th century. But yet when Michael Mann got a hold of this data, he started saying, see, this data proves that carbon dioxide uh, impacts the growth of the trees and it is global warming. And uh, he made the data appear to come to the opposite conclusion that the original authors wanted it to come to. He's the Hans Christian Andersen of science. He's just a complete and total liar. And if you catch him in effect, he spins it to where somehow the fact is wrong and the uh, the accusation of collapse, even though they've been wrong, is somehow right. And all they need is a little bit more time and a little bit more of your money, a little bit more of your freedom. And it's astonishing to me. We have the frauded scale, the, the frauded lied hockey stick. We have the emails of corruption. We have the evidence that he spun the lie of a you know, 100-year-old science of, of, of tree ring data. And we have the reality that they've been wrong. What else do we need? I mean, how many times do you have to prove a liar a liar? Yeah, and see, he, he will not accept any responsibility. Michael Mann, in his new book, his, 20, uh, his most recent book, you know, he's writing things like, you know, on the morning of November 17, 2009, I awoke to learn that my private email correspondence with fellow scientists had been hacked from a climate research university center at the University of East Anglia and selectively posted on the Internet for all to see. You know, words and phrases have been cherry-picked from the thousands of email messages removed from their original context and strung together in ways that designed to malign me, my colleagues, my climate research itself, sound bites intended to imply impropriety on our part, and they were quickly disseminated over the internet well you know but he was saying those things they were all true and when michael mann got sued in court to release his data he refused to release his data even though he had public funding that data was the public's property michael mann refuses to release his data and this new 2021 book he has made it clear that he has gone he's fully drink, drunk the kool-aid and he's now turning himself into an evangelical type yeah. of saying we're evil to burn hydrocarbon fuels. It's a secular religion. We not only have to save the planet, but capitalism is responsible for racism. It's responsible. Yeah. Now, he should be on a street corner as a kook, as so many of these provable frauds uh, end up. But yet this one ends up getting contracts. He ends up getting credibility from such groups like the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Boy, oh boy, if that's a, the, did Orwell name it, or did some other Fabian socialist name that? How is that a Klaus Schwab entity? How how did the, how does this group maneuver in our society? Well, the United Nations is, is an international organization, and they are pressing for globalism and the destruction of capitalism. They hate the middle class, and based on Michael Mann's research, now the 
this international, uh, this intergovernmental uh, panel on climate uh, uh, climate change for the UN, they released in 2021 a, a report, and this report was the, you know, the red co- code red alarm, which they were saying that if uh, we are at imminent risk of increasing 1.5 degrees centigrade above pre-industrial levels of global warming, we're perilously close if we don't dramatically cut back our use of hydrocarbon fuels and decarbonize by 2030. The same goals are in this new legislation that just got passed uh, by the Biden administration in the House. So the, you know, they have not abandoned the hockey stick logic saying that we are in a unique warming period, even though geologically we had ice ages when there was a lot more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, where the climate data shows that the warming follows, you know, the carbon dioxide increases in the atmosphere follow warming. They don't cause it. It's such a minor trace element, it can't cause it. But by ideologically retaining the logic of the hockey stick graph, they're able to push a point so they can scare children in school. You're all going to die because your mothers and fathers are driving cars with hydrocarbon fuels. We're all going to die. And even if it reduces us economically, we've got to go to uh, air power, solar power, wind power, which, by the way, aren't clean. These are supposedly, what does oh. clean energy mean? Why are they green? What's green about wind? What's green about They solar? ignore the, the minerals, the devastation of the earth that goes into search for the minerals. They, enjoy, they, they ignore the actual science of the assemblage of these fraud entities like solar panels and windmills and the rest of it. It's astonishing to me, but they are, after all, Democrats. They're not big on details. But you said something that really points it out. This is unequivocally a religion that's built on a theory, a thesis, and faith. The provable data, whatever they use at every instance, is proven to be fraud. So now it has taken hold of our society. How? Why don't we just name it a religion and use the separation of church and state against them? What do you think of that? Well, it's a it's a secular religion. It's godless. They uh, they believe that you know we're human beings are ruining this planet. We weren't here put here to uh, prosper and to multiply hydrocarbon fuels. They uh, view as old stored up carbon from fossils. They don't realize it's a natural product of the earth. And we can utilize all the natural products of the earth with wisdom and make them produce and be beneficial for life. They don't understand that principle. Uh, but, you know, this is a great hoax. Yeah. And what it does is, you know, what my book, once you, I think once you read my book, you see the evidence of how they've lied with the statistics. You see how the how corrupt the science is, and then you put it together with the real climate logic, the real climate science, you know, which says that the the biggest greenhouse gas is water vapor. Well, that's just the fact. And there's so much that they, they skew thousands, if not millions, if not billions of years ago. CO2 levels were higher. That's right. And I point out, in the early Earth, carbon dioxide was nearly predominant. 175 million years ago, carbon dioxide was 7,500 parts per million in the atmosphere. Today, it's 400 parts per million. It's been reducing. The trend is not the hockey stick with carbon dioxide dramatically increasing, 
in, in, since the 1990s, it is that since 170 million years ago, carbon dioxide has been dramatically reduced in the atmosphere despite the Industrial Revolution, and we've had dramatic global warming and cooling periods since 1,300 years ago, including the Little Ice Age, uh, the medieval warm period, and you can't erase them to produce your phony graph. It's, it's, it's infuriating to me, as infuriating as the ignorance as to how much uh, organic, abiotic, how much of the oil that's produced by the earth is released into the ocean floor. These are questions they are not at all concerned with. And um, I'm, a sh- I'm, I'm actually astonished that there are so many morons, willing idiots, to go along with this provable, unfact-based scandal and witchcraft. How can we combat it um, through legislation and law? Because law is to be my shield. I really do feel that, that when the government mounts up against me and this with this kind of misinformation, with this kind of fraud, there has to be some recourse. We had a big victory in the Supreme Court when it came to the EPA. Do you think that it's it, it's our lack of willingness to test the policies by politicians who are corrupted through the money, because all of this really boils down to an overtake of our policy and money. Should we be challenging this in the court system? What else can we do other than wait for elections that, you know, I don't have much faith in the outcome of those anymore? What we should challenge in elections, and we should also challenge in courts, both. We should demand uh, election voter integrity, and we should demand that the courts judge on the basis of truth, not on climate lies. And uh, what I think the power of my book, what I'm trying to do, is to expose the lies, but to give you the science to understand how corrupt this is. Um, One more paragraph I want to focus on, uh, because this is one of the, the legitimate climate scientists, a guy named Easterbrook, who wrote a book called Evidence-Based Climate Science, he said the global temperatures cooled in the 1940s, and that's when the carbon dioxide emissions were increasing, more industrial activity, World War II. And that's the exact opposite of what the IPCC would predict would happen, because global temperatures began to cool in the mid-1940s uh, at the point when you know, carbon dioxide emissions began to soar. Okay, so the Earth then starts suddenly getting cooler after this warm period in the 30s and 40s. Most of the world's glaciers advanced during this time, and they recovered a good deal of the ice that they lost in the 1915 to 1945 warm period, although carbon dioxide emissions soared during this interval, the climate cooled, exactly the opposite of what the IPCC... So they're 100% wrong. 100% wrong, and even recent climate data shows they're wrong. Not, not even going back to the glaciers and the geologic record, which uh, we're not taught in school anymore. We're not taught that the sun heats the earth, and the major driver of temperature on earth is the sun. And, we're, and photosynthesis. I mean, this was something I learned in third grade. It is, right. the, it is the building block of life itself. It is everything that's good. The trees produce oxygen and the rest of it. I've always said CO2 isn't bad. It's good. What we need is more of it. The good news is they really can't harm it. Uh, they can just inconvenience and bankrupt nations. Because the reality is 
we're not hurting anything. If anything, we're helping it by our production and our growth because we, in fact, are nature. Nothing is more nature than man. And they try to limit us into a, uh, a, a living quality that is ridiculous and it is regressive. And that is the point they want to get to. They want to be regressive, not progressive. They're not looking at the facts. And what this shows you is that as humanity is still in its intellectual infancy if you're willing to believe this kind of frauded data. That's the only conclusion you can come to. Yeah, I mean, Michael Mann's basically saying that the Earth was a very stable place until human beings came around. And <laughs> he actually says that the Earth uh, was able to abs- produce carbon dioxide and absorb carbon dioxide. It was in balance. And then suddenly human beings came along with the Industrial Revolution. We started burning hydrocarbon fuels. We started pumping all this captured carbon dioxide in fossils back into the air, we created the crisis, and now the Earth can no longer absorb all the carbon dioxide we're producing, and that's why it's getting warmer. This is absolute nonsense. Uh, The climate data shows we had much more carbon dioxide before there were ever any human beings on the Earth. Uh, We have data that shows ice ages happened with high carbon dioxide areas, uh, carbon dioxide is, is not an important climate driver. It's, hmm. it's minuscule. And the attempt to make it the knob which turns the temperature of the Earth based on 1990s data and a hockey stick that erases inconvenient climate history, that people would believe this. This is what compelled me, Sean, to write this book because I wanted to explain how the science worked. I wanted to give people an understandable way to refute this and to teach their children why they are being in the schools made to be alarmist, to hate ourselves, to hate industrial activity, to hate the wealth that we are capable of producing, to want to reduce the number of people, live a poorer life, you know, eliminate cars, eliminate crops, eliminate beef, yeah. they do everything that is anti-human. You know, you in s- fact... We have not created a climate disaster. The climate disaster was created in the mind and the fake statistics of people like Michael Mann. You know, you said you, you, it's the knob that controls the temperature. Well, we definitely know it's not that. But what we do know is it is the crowbar that will pry your freedoms and your liberty away from your from your life. And that's exactly the goal here. So we're close to this being released, right? I mean, this thing, can we pre-order it? What can my people do? Uh, thank you, Um my book now, The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change, it's being delivered by Amazon and by Barnes & Noble. It's in the stores. Oh. Um, it, it, you can go get it in the stores. Uh, they may hide it in the way back. And, sure. You know, it, and more copies are coming to the stores. Um, you know, they've got with the supply chain, we got as many in as we could right away, and more will come. And if there's one not in your store, you can order it. They'll get it for you. And uh, you can order it online. There's also the audio version and the electronic version. You can get them on Barnes and Noble. You can get them on Amazon, Books a Million, any of the. You did the audio internet. version already. Uh, the audio version version's done. You, you didn't want my it. voice in it. You know, my voice is quite. Uh, you know, a well, lot of a lot of babies are conceived to this voice. You sure you didn't want this at all? <laughs> <laughs> we should have considered it. The narrator is quite good. I really was very impressed with the narrator. That's great. He does better than I would have done. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not a great reader of my own writing, but the and the ebook is there. You can download the ebook. You can have it today, and so it's available. Wonderful. And it's doing quite well now. And 
Uh, George already said it may be my third number one. I don't know. Well, we're going to make it is, the number one. Well, I, I want to. You're you are the only uh, uh, person in, in media right now who's going chapter by chapter through it, and you're giving your audience the best view of what this book is about. I really greatly appreciate it. Oh, I'm looking uh, forward to next week. We're going to do chapter seven. What what else are we going to cover next week? Oh well, chapter seven is good. Let's just, just chapter seven. There's a lot in that one too. You're all right. You're gonna you're gonna like chapter seven because I I basically start getting into explaining how the climate really works in terms of the chaos theory, in terms of all the changes that occur. Uh, chapter seven is probably one of the most important chapters in the book, and I think we should do a whole program next week and devote to that. That's what we'll do because it's about how cataclysmic climate change and sudden dramatic events and the chaos chaos mathematics of climate, this is the truth. The idea that we can know in advance what you know a little bit of carbon dioxide is going to do predictably in the future is complete nonsense. That's not how climate science works. Got too many it's a nonlinear system. We're going to have a great deal of fun talking about Chapter 7. Wonderful. And now I, I want to get started on the next book, and we call it Ignorance, Arrogance, and Fascism, The Science Policy uh, of the Left. What do you think? Good idea. All right. Very good. Write it. This is how we I work. Throw it at the wall. I'm an idea, man. Feed mayonnaise to tuna. Dr. Jerome Corsi, you know I love when you come on, and I, I, I'm truly enjoying it. Thank you so much for this. This is huge, and I'm already looking forward to next week. I really commend you for doing this, and thank you for taking the time and the patience to really thoroughly understand what's in this book, Sean. Wonderful. I greatly appreciate it. I think your audience will greatly appreciate it. I'll post these interviews on my social media. Wonderful. We'll do the same here. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. God bless. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.